0: My
1: name is Chris. I'm Eddie. And I'm Steve. And Sean is here again. Hello. Hey. He's there. And this is Streaming Things, the only podcast we're pretty sure that brings you the best, the brightest, the strangest, the sexiest TV shows and film properties available to stream right from your home in an ocean of streaming content vying for your attention. It's fucking networks, isn't it?
0: Uh,
2: we are networks. your lighthouse.
1: <laughs>
0: You're beacons of broadcast. You're curators of content. We're not used to the,
1: the 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 throwing it off yet. The triple the triple whammy.
2: Well I jumped in earlier the last time and did a bunch
0: and then just left the like the little
2: crumbs and the, at the niblets end for, for Steve.
1: Steve. I fucked it, it all. Up. Feel
2: free
0: to keep doing that, because usually I'm still <laughs> oh, fiddling yeah, with fair. this thing by the time, but by the time you get to my part, I'm done. So all right, solid, no, good. because
1: you're the dick and balls of streaming things. It's in your Twitter bio. I am. But I'm swinging at the bottom, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? That's, fair. <laughs> that's true. In this matriarchal society that we now live in. That is the lowest totem pole. And Sean is the navel of streaming The belly button.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Pierced and all. Mm, Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. With the dangly chain kind or just like a, like a, I don't know the different nomenclature. I don't know.
3: We're just bringing it back, you know? Okay.
1: You can swap them out on occasion. Hmm? Good, good, good.
3: That's a fair point. They used to be really
1: popular. I haven't seen one in one. What, belly rings in general? Yeah. No, my wife has one. And she's pregnant. It's six months. So it's just like a ring poking out. All shiny. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice. Um, we apologize for missing last week. We had a weird, weird week, man. Andy was out gallivanting, doing Andy things. And Steve texted me and said, hey, hey, Chris, buddy. Because that's how Steve talks. Hey, buddy, you down to record, man? Be just some positive vibes and maybe talk about things we're passionate about and be kind to each other. And uh, I was like, uh, no, man, I'm having a migraine and I'm crying and I want you to shut up. And he was like, that's fair, buddy. And uh, <laughs> so uh, that's why there was no episode last week. And uh, so our apologies. But tonight is a big episode. We're going to see my most anticipated movie of the year, The Northman. Very excited for this. Are you guys excited? So it's up there
2: on anticipated movies. My most anticipated was Everything Everywhere All Once. And it absolutely lived up to the hype that I had built up in my head for it. And I'm so happy that that movie exists. Hand delivered the hype. I still haven't even seen a trailer for this one. You're unsullied. I know. Right? You saw one when we saw Everything Everywhere
0: All at Once. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, there's a Norman trailer on that. Fuck! Because <laughs> I'm when it, sullied. When it ended, you turned to me and you were like, I haven't seen that trailer before. <laughs> oh. You just blacked oh, out. No. It's like, <laughs> oh. you actually did that three times. You would lean over to me like uh, the Doctor Strange trailer playing, I haven't seen that one either. I,
4: I remember
0: that <laughs> the, one. The, the Nicolas Cage movie. I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> I remember that one too i dude i
2: blanked on the fucking Northman. okay all right well the northman I'm trailer sorry. I brought it up steve
1: the northman trailer does a great job of getting you excited and delivering a slight premise without revealing too much i think or mm-hmm. it's super forgettable <laughs> <laughs> no, I, man.
0: I think it's more what chris is saying <laughs> there's a there's a lot going on we're super excited for everything everywhere all at once i get it yeah
1: yeah well, I've, point I've been watching a show called The Last Kingdom, which is a uh, spoiler for my crossing streams. I just won't even talk about it, but it's Viking based, right? It's about uh, a young uh, English boy who gets capted, uh, captured by, by Vikings and then raised as a, Vi- as a Dane, as a Viking for most of his life. And then he has to try to get his earldom back mm. later on. Anyway, it's pretty neat, whatever. But suffice to say, I've been trying to prep for this Viking saga. I'm a, I'm a Viking guy. I really enjoy it. My name is supposedly Norwegian. Uh, my twenty-three and Me had revealed there is almost zero Norwegian in me, so I don't know if that's true. But uh, my yeah, whole life, I thought I was that. a Viking. We- <laughs> are you Norwegian, Steve? No, are you just you know a guy. <laughs> I know, I know, know several guys. All right. uh, Bjorn, a- come here, <laughs> Bjorn. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Vikings, so I'm very excited for this. And I'm a huge fan of Robert Eggers. Uh, Big fan of Thirteenth Warrior when I was a kid. By the way, Andy, I meant to ask you specifically: Did you guys know that there is a Nicholas Winding Refn movie about Vikings? No, it's supposedly really awesome. What's it called? I don't know. I should have prepared that. I didn't. I didn't prepare to tell you this. Oh, that's cool. But I'll look it up. I want to watch it really sounds badly. Bad. It sounds amazing, and it's got uh, maybe Mads Mikkelsen in it. I think. Okay. Oh, I remember that movie. Yeah. It came out in like 2012 or something. Like I had no idea about it.
0: Yeah. yeah that was the movie that worked. it would always kind of show up. Like if you went to video rental stores, remember those? Mm. It was always just prominently there. Like, oh, that's a really cool cover.
1: Nah, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> so I meant to watch that before tonight in part of my Viking uh, preparation, but I didn't. Annie Hosel, Um, you can email us. And we encourage you to do so at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com. You can also uh, do other stuff like support us financially. If you wish, if you're able to do so, we would love that. You're, you, you'd be able to get bonus episodes and the more patrons we get. The more bonus episodes we'll be able to do because it'll be like, Oh shit, we really got to get on this. There's uh, some, some real folks out there vying for our attention, right? Oh oh shit. We got to be their lighthouse, their beacons of broadcast. Curators. Yeah. Of content. (laughs) Exactly. But it's okay if you can't. But if you want to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash streaming things. That's patreon.com slash streaming things. Join the other early adopters, the grassroots movement of people supporting the streaming things podcast. And, uh, we are very grateful to those folks. We got a new patron. I think last week we're very excited about to add to this list. So we want to thank our Patreon subscribers. We want
0: to thank Phil, Carmelita, mm. Come on. Carrie, Carrie, Enza, Enza. thank you, Cake, thank you, Cake, thank Katie, you cake. Daniel, cake. Jimmy, Sarah, Elo, Kyle, Tomas, and our newest one, Shay. Shay,
1: thank you all so much for being
0: Patreon subscribers.
1: We cannot express how much we appreciate that. Uh, a lot of those folks have been with us since uh, 2017, and our and our roots. Speaking of roots, we're getting back to Stranger Things very very soon. Reminder that the month of May is going to be some republished episodes of our of our Stranger Things recaps as we're all rewatching the first three seasons ourselves and gearing up for the May 27th drop of the first half of Stranger Things four. Very, very excited about that. If you have any ideas about stuff you'd like us to cover, maybe you want us to do an episode on uh, breaking down the trailer or some extra recent thoughts and predictions. By the way, guys, I listened to our season three recap from 2019, three years ago. And we Uh, fucking nailed it. Our predictions are (laughs) really embarrassing. There are things that I already know to be patently false just from the trailer. Uh, and it's, I almost wish we could delete it, but it's, it's there. It's posterity. That's what makes it more fun
0: is when you can go back and think, ah, what, what summer children we were. Andy has a highly
1: specific prediction. For instance, this is actually one of the good ones. Yeah, where Mike's dong will be revealed to be 12 inches. (laughs) I don't think that's okay. Uh, (laughs) Netflix uh, is banning or cutting down on smoking, right? That's a thing, I guess, that happened in 2019. And so Andy theorized that as their biggest show, Stranger Things would cut down on smoking and actually call attention to it. So I don't know if he still believes this, but he theorized that like Hopper would try to uh, light up a cigarette on public transit, which actually had just become illegal at that point in the 80s. In 1986, it became illegal. I think there's still a chance he's, Hopper's gonna try to light up a cigarette and then a Russian guy would be like, put that down
4: now. <laughs> <laughs> that is not <all> yes. the <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, So it's interesting prediction. But like we were all like, it's so embarrassing. We were all like, you know, how there's the stinger at the end of season three and it's like the American. And we were all like, we, we all know who the American is, though. Right, guys. And you guys were both like, oh, for sure. Like, that's obvious. And I was like, OK, let's say it all together, guys. We all know who that is. Dr. Brenner. And we we're all like so <laughs> confident and happy. It's definitely not. It's obviously Hopper uh so anyway shit
0: like that hey you know i still hold out hope that he's there it could be
2: yeah. he's there somehow yeah
1: i don't know how he would be he, he's in our hearts him and bob newbie just chilling like force ghosts in the back of stranger things <laughs> 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 but they're all all several pieces of bob Newby. <laughs> by the way anybody named b in that show is going down we know that for sure barb billy bob done Ooh, wow wow yeah 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 Anyhoozle. So that's that kind of stuff is coming up soon. But tonight is all Northmen. We're going to drop some Crossing Streams on you real quick and then head out to go uh, watch the majesty in Dolby Sound. That is the Northmen. So that brings us to our Crossing Streams segment.
4: <laughs>
1: crossing Streams <laughs> is the segment where each week we bring. <laughs> Talk about the things we've been streaming. Chris is too busy
3: shredding at the dog. Andy's
0: holding my dog, Ellie, and and Chris is shredding the guitar, and Ellie's looking at him like, what? I don't even
1: fucking like you. (laughs) She got got intrigued and concerned. She she was into it. She leaned in. Speaking of the dogs, I I was telling Andy last week, man, your roadcaster setup, very nice. Because uh, whenever we're over here, I get a little nervous about the clitter clatter of the puppies, and so I always kind of end that anxiety Call attention to it. Well, I'll make a joke, you know, like, hey, the puppy. Da, 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 and we all kind of talk to your dogs. You probably know this because you're a sound engineer. engineer.
0: I wouldn't go that far.
1: You can't hear anything. So when we call <laughs> attention to it, the listeners are like, what are they talking about? Why are they doing that? So I'm going to try very hard to stop doing that because your sound setup is so good that it cuts out the clitter clatter. And then it's just me going, yeah, dog, you, you tell it and then, <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Ellie, do you have anything to say? She did. Oh, ooh, that was a little ASMR of the dog (laughs) licking. I don't know if I like that. That was actually just Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, you're our guest. Is there anything you've been streaming that you want to? Did you want to highlight?
3: Well, I uh, watched a little cheesy horror movie on Netflix recently a few days ago called "Choose or Die." I saw that dropped. It was um, exactly what I thought it would be—really bad. But I still enjoyed it. It had, um, I don't know his name, the actual actor's name, but it had the Otis from Sex Education in it. Oh, that's right. So I just watched it on on that merit alone. Um, Didn't you watch, uh, you finally got to, to visit uh, Death on the Nile? I did. I did. I did not hate it. You were it. one of its uh, proponents for so long. How'd that go? It was good. I mean, it was pretty by the numbers, Who done it? <laughs> It was nothing special, but... It was what the kids would call mid? Very mid. Very <laughs> mid. Uh, it was beautiful, though. It wasn't an L. No, not an L. Not a W, though, either. <laughs> Far from a W. Was it Cap? It was, it was not Cap because... I would say I probably liked it a little more because everyone was shitting on it. More than more Murder True. of the Order. Oh, you liked it more out of spite. Yeah, it's like a C plus, and that's like... I was expecting a D minus. Kind of like the Morbius treatment.
1: I've I've seen a lot of, I've never seen Morbius, but I saw a lot of, I had a lot of friends on TikTok that, you know, because it was like, oh, this is a fucking hot trash garbage. And then they went and saw it and they were like, I mean, it's not good, but it's not that big a deal. It's not, you know what I mean? I think you missed your
3: calling in professional wrestling, my (laughs) dude. Oh
1: yeah. I don't think so. Garbage.
3: (laughs) Right. Like I wasn't just filled with anger that I wasted 2 hours of my life watching it. I was like, "Oh, that was okay." Right. A little predictable, but like I said, it, um, it shot well, the the scenery and everything's gorgeous. The cast is they do well. Yeah, I mean, Kenneth Branagh knows what he's doing.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. I just heard that uh, it took a little long to get to the to the who-done-it part, and that was frustrating.
3: It does. There's a lot of build up, but I don't think it drags really. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll
1: check it out. I'm based on your recommendation. It was one that I had just put to the back burner in the realms of house of Gucci. I just decided maybe it wasn't worth my time.
3: And then I think the only other thing I really watched in the previous week was, I don't even know how old the documentary is, but it was a recommendation from my friend, Jimmy. And it was a don't fuck with cats. Oh, that's a good one, which was wild. I I had no idea what it was about. It was just like, Hey, watch this. It's only three episodes. What is it about? It is about this fellow on YouTube that was making videos of him doing awful things to cats. And then this Facebook group of people that were pissed off about it and like set out to hunt him down and bring justice to him. And it just follows that whole story. Batman and what they style did. justice. Yes. They brought vengeance. <laughs> and I, I definitely recommend that. It was really good. <laughs> I think that's all I've watched in the past week. Okay. Andy, what yes, have you been streaming, my friend?
2: So I haven't been streaming, per se. I've per more, se. I've more been, like, doing my homework for the future streaming. I gotcha. So I've been reading a lot. Um, there's a publication that's accepting uh, submissions for short sci-fi right now, and I got in kind of a sci-fi kick. And I was like, I want to write something for this, but I, I, I don't read sci-fi a ton. So I went and got uh, Andy Ware's book, The Martian, and I tore through that. And I loved it. Uh, you obviously, everybody here knows that that was adapted into a movie starring Matt Damon, directed by Ridley Scott. It's a lot of fun. It's like um, you know, if uh, Apollo thirteen happened on the moon, there's it's very much a, hey, something bad happened to an astronaut, and all this now we need to use our smarts to fix it.
1: Mm, our smarts.
2: And, uh, so the Martian was an awful lot of fun, um, and but my experience with it was kind of sullied by the fact that I had already seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Usually you want to see the movie before the book and then you can have fun with the adaptation personally. Uh, read the book I, before the movie. Is I said the opposite, mm-hmm. but that's what I meant. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so uh, after I read that, then I was like, Holy fuck. I had a lot of fun with that. He had, he has other books that just came out too. the Martian came out a little while ago. So there were two books that came out Artemis and uh project Hail Mary. And I looked up Artemis and it had like, okay reviews and I saw that it was being adapted by Phil Lord and Chris Miller and I was like oh fuck that's gonna be awesome I'm gonna go read that and uh I, a couple of days went by because I was still finishing The Martian at this point. I'm near the end of it. And then I get back on. I was like, oh, yeah, he has this other book, uh, Project Hail Mary. And so I looked that up and it had great reviews. And it said it was being adapted by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And I was like, well, I thought that was the other one. Damn, I'm dumb. And then a few <laughs> days would pass again. And then I look up Artemis again because I, like, oh, I should read this second book first. And I'm sorry that I'm going like beat by beat how this went down. But it, for me, it was like this uh, weird, like, oh, my God, my, my brain doesn't work the way I thought it did. Existential crisis kind of thing ultimately, what it was is uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller had optioned the rights to both of those movies before they came out. And then Artemis ended up being hot garbage. And so I'm pretty sure that's just in production hell and isn't actually going to come to anything. But uh, Project Hail Mary is definitely being adapted and it's got Ryan Gosling attached to uh, Star in it. Ooh, and so guys. that's going to be really cool. Oh. It's awesome, man. Uh, so uh, conceptually, it's kind of like a uh, inception meets arrival Kind of spacefaring adventure. I'm um, in. That sounds wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Film bros are going to lose their minds. <laughs> what's what's just driving me nuts right now is I have like 10 pages left and i was reading it last night and i got i just got way too tired and i was like this isn't gonna hit the way that it needs to if i don't finish it right yeah, i gotta now. be i gotta be focused and then i didn't finish it this morning because i had other things i had to do and so like I, write your I, own sci-fi exactly and so i've been working on that and chris has read it and I'm, I'm working on the second draft and i'm really excited about it but all of this is to say i've only watched like two episodes of season two of stranger things and that's pretty much all i've watched since the last right. time we were you were yeah.
1: fucking rebuilding you know your creative life Trying to strive toward goals, educate yourself. Oh, rebuilding you your
2: house. <laughs> yeah, true. i have always been doing, doing that. a shitload of work on my house. I do have a dishwasher now. That's amazing.
3: Um, before, before he was. In his house. <laughs> oh
0: no. What? <laughs> oh, what no. Nothing.
3: I didn't know <laughs> if those kind of jokes would be okay. They're not. Uh, I, was I like, like how you
0: went with a super misogynistic joke and I was gonna go, Andy's just been using the creek in his backyard this whole time. Because <laughs> you're a sweet man. <laughs> I didn't hear the joke, so I don't know what happened, and
2: I'm real sorry, but it will be real funny when I go back to listen to it, I am sure. You don't listen Uh, to the show.
0: I'm begging you to listen to the show, Andy. I love when Steve says that.
2: Um, But yeah, uh, so I've just been reading a bunch, although I do just have to say that uh, getting to jump back into uh, some kind of like creative endeavor um, outside of the show, I have... I love the show and I I love getting to talk with you guys, but like to take something from like concept to fruition, even though like right now it's kind of in a middling phase, uh, has been extremely rewarding. And I was just texting Chris earlier saying like, dude, like it feels really good to be back into the, the writing groove. And like, I want to be doing it as opposed to like trying to make myself and it's not working. I'm like, having ideas while I'm not doing it and wanting to go work on it. And that's awesome. And it it just feels good to get back there because I haven't been that way for a little while.
1: Absolutely. I think the creative force, uh, is, is nourishment to us all. And I'm jealous. I can't wait to get there myself. Well, Chris, may the creative force be with you. I hope so. And with you (laughs) and peace be with you. Peace be with you also, (laughs) Steven, what have you been doing?
0: Well, uh, Ooh, you got it a, on. You wrote it down analog. I wrote it down analog style while I was at work today. Don't tell my boss. <laughs>
1: Listener, it's on your, your company you letter. Yeah, it's on the letterhead of my
0: company. <laughs> the listeners missed out on the whip. I whipped, you, 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 you whipped uh, it out. Achieved. I literally have been holding on to this in my back pocket. <laughs> uh, but no, we, uh, I'm gonna breeze through these we're running out of time before we have to leave to see our movie but uh first thing i watched last night it was the most recent thing i did uh you can stream this on apple tv plus it is the oscar winner for best picture this year and that is coda i saw you rated that on letterboxd spoiled your streams baby (laughs) (laughs) only if you follow me on letterboxd that's right that's right all three of you (laughs) uh no i I thought this was a really enjoyable movie i really liked it um i'm kind of perplexed as to how it got best picture because it doesn't really feel like a best picture winner to me um not to say that's not a bad movie i thoroughly enjoyed it but to me it reads more like a feel-good wholesome um you know streaming movie which is what it is and not a like a oh, this is the height of cinema that usually gets best picture nominees not and then again i'm not saying that to like distract people from it
1: and then there's green book and you know barf <laughs> well, uh, one of
0: those that like it won the electoral college not the popular but
1: well a lot of people felt that way steve and it was a an online controversy the film's defenders i don't know if you missed all that or whatever just having I not completely really seen missed it. all of it yeah yeah it was like oh this is just a feel-good dumb movie why is this winning and then uh an onslaught of of people wow you're an elitist pretentious piece of shit that's you know and it was like a whole thing that i was like i thought it was pretty good you know
0: and one thing that i liked about it is uh when when, during the pandemic and we were working with hamilton county we were we were the company that were kind of putting on their COVID briefings you know and they had an asl interpreter his name's jay uh jay is this really huge massive dude he looks like hodor from game of Thrones. Um, he's awesome, but he but he's been deaf his whole life, and so like the the dad in uh, Coda, played by Troy, Troy Kotsur, uh, reminds me so much of Jay. Like even to the like the, the small sounds that he makes while he's signing. Like oh my god, this guy reminds me of Jay so much. With it's the beard and everything. Like just yeah, maybe put like another foot of height on the guy and, and like that he reminds and so it was just kind of like oh man this and he won best back. actor for that yeah and and there's a scene uh, if you've seen the movie I'm not gonna spoil what it is but there's a scene in the movie where I'm like okay I completely understand why this guy won mm-hmm best actor because it's a very subtle performance but it's like wow this guy's crushing it uh moving on from there chris and i got to see the unbearable weight of massive talent. oh yeah
1: because we missed last week's episode so. yeah
0: we would have probably talked about it then uh then uh it's a very very fun movie uh i think i rated it three stars on letterbox i know i was disappointed by your three i'm not gonna lie so uh, so my the only reason i gave it a three is i think director tom gormich or Gormican, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, I don't tear think down a, that wall. I don't think he's a good director. Uh, I don't think it's a very, <laughs> like the movie's a lot of fun. Uh, but if you did not have the acting and the chemistry of nicholas cage and pedro pascal this would be like a totally forgettable i never who cares movie
3: but you do but
0: you do remember it because of those two acting but like if you look at the way the shots are composed the way that the the scenes flow from one to the other the other performances from the other cast members it's like there's nothing special about this except for these two people headlining and that's fine that's why i gave it three stars but like I said, if, if it didn't have those two characters, it would be a lot lower for I me. think
1: you're probably right, but I honestly, this might be a hot take. I think this, take. Is, this is Pedro Pascal's best, perf- well, it's my favorite performance. It's a his. very enjoyable performance. <laughs> and I think this might be Nick Cage's best, uh, this portrayal of himself. And it, it's so tongue-in-cheek about uh, an irreverent towards his own career, which is very brave. But it's also kind of... Poking fun at like us, people who would make a podcast about movies or, or, you know, those kind of dorks, it it pokes fun at them, but also in a way that's like, you get it. You respect (laughs) us. You know, we love you. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Just these little jokes about movies. And, you know, there's all kinds of moments throughout the movie where Nick Cage is like, ah, well, as an actor, I think I would make a good CIA agent. You know, it's
0: just. (laughs) Just the um, whole like him saying his name in a couple scenes is very in the meme of him.
1: Yes. Uh, Tell him Nick Cage. I had a blast. Tell him Nick Cage, Smooch is good. That movie also opens tonight wide, I think. Yeah, we got to see uh, a special uh, investor
0: screening Mm -hmm. last week of AMC, even though we are not investors (laughs) in AMC.
3: Yes, we are, AMC. (laughs) Snitching.
0: Although I think they, if you're an A-list member, they count you as an investor. Probably I better. think that's how we got in it. That's what
3: it. I thought as well. I was like, I think you're technically an investor when you have an A-list membership. That must be it.
0: Yeah, because they it, they let us in and they we just signed let us right for through,
3: it.
1: baby. Uh,
0: breezing through the next couple. On Paramount Plus, you can stream Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one. And I watched it because I planned on watching Sonic 2. I had did, you never seen the first? I had never seen the first. It's fine. It's a gas. Jim Carrey's great in it. Great. I love Jim Carrey in it. The rest of the movie... I don't care about real mid. Would you say? <laughs> 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 Got to go mid. Um, on HBO Max, I streamed the entirety of the first season of Minks. Uh, the showrunner is Ellen Rappaport, starring Ophelia Ophelia Lovibond and Jake Johnson. It is about uh, Joyce, played by Ophelia. She is this hyper feminist activist in the 70s who's trying to make a, uh, a magazine for women's empowerment and the only person she can get to sign on to it is the biggest porn magazine person in her area played by Jake Johnson hmm. and it's, it's a really you know it's a funny show but it also kind of you know eyes you know you know feminism is important but also it kind of talks about how People who maybe are on the right side of history. Like, Chris, you say this a lot. It's liberals eating themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it deals with a lot of that. And I think it's a very smart show. And I, and I look forward to season two if they were to make it. So check that out on HBO Max. And lastly, I played a video game called uh, Life is Strange True Colors, which is the sequel oh, cool. to one of my favorite games. I've talked about it many times on the show. Life is Strange. Uh, does sense. does the sequel have an indie-obsessed young woman as the protagonist yes does she have Ding. a superpower yes Ding. do you make choices that affect your gameplay throughout it yes Ding. is it incredibly narrative yes Ding. are there a lot of fun film and music nerdy things that you would get out of it of course Ding. that being said it's all not five a, boxes checked they have all been checked It's a very fun game. I found myself crying a couple times. Um, It's not as... During the game or just because?
3: (laughs) I'm so lonely. (laughs) As a
0: single man going through divorce, nothing makes me cry.
1: (laughs) Old habits die hard.
0: (laughs) uh it, it's it's i don't think it reaches the height of the first game but it's still very enjoyable i highly recommend it if you've got the time i managed to when i bought it i bought the super special edition so it came with three remastered versions the remastered versions of the original game and the prequel to the original which i haven't played the prequel either so uh i'm excited to dive back into those uh but definitely play those if you if you're if you've if you got an inkling but that is what i've been streaming Thank you very much, Stephen, for those
1: wonderful tidbits that you've dropped upon us. I need to catch my breath. I feel out of breath. I know. I've got a bunch of shit. I've got about two minutes to drop it all. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not- for-
3: you haven't gone yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to do uh, what everybody thinks I'm going to do. No. Uh, I did watch a lot of shit. So in preparation for our massive talent screening, I watched Raising Arizona and Face Off. I just wanted to I just wanted to drop that. I'm on, a, I'm on a kick where I'm trying to watch a ton of movies that I've never seen before. The biggest blind spots. We've talked about it for years on the show, uh, making it kind of a segment where we talk about movies that we've never seen before that we should have seen, quote unquote, to be cinephiles and then watching them and seeing what we think. Raising Arizona was one of those for me. I had never seen it. Uh, one of the early Cohen brothers films or at least joe cohen um and it, you can see the dna of everything that makes up the cohen brothers in that film i had a gas uh there's a particular line john goodman as a fetus is in the film and his younger brother <laughs> they both escape from prison and uh a very young nicholas cage plays a guy named hi and uh he, he he's like guys i got i can't do crime anymore you know I, I, just, I lost my job i gotta support my family and and it's very i just think it's the most cohen brothers things in the world that the the young guy looks at nick cage and goes well hell hi you're young You got your health? The hell would you want a job for? And, you know, it's the kind of humor that I was talking to Andy. The Coen brothers are like this. You have to like on the third watch, you realize it's the funniest thing you've ever heard. But the first time you hear a Coen brothers joke, you're like, what? What? Um, so anyway, like when I watch like, Oh brother, we're out there now. I, j- I cannot stop laughing the whole time. I'm quoting it for weeks. But when I saw that as a kid, I was like, I don't get it. George Clooney has a fake beard. <laughs> I have to go back and rewatch that movie. Cause oh, I, so I did funny. watch it once it when I was younger funny. and I was like, I don't think this it's is funny, so but funny. everyone loves it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I also watched a uh, crash. Speaking of Holly Hunter, who's also in raising Arizona, which is the, um, what the fuck's his weird ass name david cronenberg film <laughs> uh i've got the Cartierian collection i'd never <laughs> seen crash and i knew that james spader was in it and it was like this crazy weird sex movie about oh that about crash I was twisted metal like- car, not the best picture winner <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one uh from 1996 i thought the score was incredible it's got this like weird 80s electric guitar it's 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 dissonant and and creepy. Um, I love the film. And I I read the article in the Criterion Collection by a very smart person interpreting the film. And that like meant the world to me. So just real quick, if you buy Criterion Collection, read those things that come with the movies. They help the enjoyment of it quite a lot. Um, I watched a musical horror comedy thriller from Sweden, I think, about two mermaids that work in a strip club called The Lure. And it's on HBO Max, and I, I'm just trying to get all that out there. So it's fucking dope. It's it's pretty fucking crazy, and uh, I had a great time watching that. It's called The Lure on HBO Max. That's all you need to know. It's so all you need to know. It's based on The Little Mermaid, by the way, which is apparently the, the original folklore tale, which is actually horrific. So the, I found the dark out. one. Yeah, I didn't know that existed. My wife knew all about it. She's like, oh, I need to turn in the suds if they don't. I'm like, how do you know all this? And she's like, oh, that's The Little Mermaid tale. I don't I grow d- up with this Mammy Pammy Disney book. Yeah, I didn't know. know. I didn't know. Um, and that's pretty much it. I rewatched Moneyball. That movie's fucking fire. Everybody knows that. Uh, I rewatched Paddington. That's such a heartwarming, wonderful for experience. Too. I'm about to watch Paddington 2. Because uh, for some weird reason I won't explain, uh, massive talent makes you want to watch Paddington Two. It does. Uh, and also, real quick, last thing because I know Steve's super into it. I've been plowing through Severance because Fuck Steve's yeah. a very smart man. Steve tells me to watch things, but I don't always do anything Steve says, right? But should you? Every single person I follow and talk to on Twitter and TikTok pounds me over the head with how good Severance is. Eventually, I'm like, okay, Steve might have been onto something. So I started watching episodes two through six. And I am awestruck at how smart and inventive this show is. It's gorgeous. Uh, ben Stiller really showing some directorial chops. The guy for the directed Unbearable Weight would learn a lot from Mr. Stiller, I think. He would. And I heard the finale was incredible. So that's why I've been like once I hear a show sticks the landing, I'm like, OK, fuck, I got to watch this. And everybody was aghast at how good Severance was. So I'm not quite there yet, but I am almost to the end. And then we'll talk a little bit more about it, I guess. My dude. I, I did it. I ran through almost everything. Crushed Let's go it. watch the Northman. Let's blow our fucking minds. Toot toot. That's the train. I'm leaving the station. Valkyries bringing us back from the train, <laughs> from the train that we took to the theater. Toot toot <laughs> toot toot! But we ride Valkyries back. All aboard
3: Valkyrie Express.
1: Platform <laughs> nine and tickets, whatever, please. And, and rune. Your
0: ticket is bloodshed and the death of your enemies. <laughs> your ticket is the
1: heart of your enemies. Next up, wow. Valhalla. The Northman was loud. We saw it in Dolby. It was a loud one. My eardrums did not survive the onslaught. Can I just say, I love how
0: loud Dolby is. And this is a movie I, that, like, the loudness really adds to it. You get those drums, oh, you
3: get I was those screams, those
1: chants, and you're just like, fuck, I'm hyped. I told you, I wanted a rare steak. And I don't know what else. <laughs> corn <laughs> after, Andy I wasn't thinking of sides I was thinking of other manly things you want,
0: you want raw meat you want calloused hands yes I want to build
1: something you want a full body long john yes <laughs> a and, hatchet and, and to sire heirs amidst what I built <laughs> that's what I wanted after that movie I definitely recommend you see it in Dolby. So we just got back from the Northman, if you can tell. And uh, we're going to share our spoiler-free thoughts. No spoilers will be found in this section. So if you have not seen it, fear not. Yes. You shall not be sullied. Natalie Dyer will tell you when the spoilers are coming. She right. is very vocal about that. She's a little tipsy. Mm-hmm.
0: But she'll let you know. So you're safe if you haven't seen it right now. Indeed. So we're going to give you our spoiler-free
1: thoughts on the, the Northman. Sean, our guest... From the South, what did you think? The Southern Kingdoms of the Northmen.
3: Uh, I was impressed, mostly with the cine- cinematography of the movie. Um, it's kind of a you know classic tale, but I thought it was done in a very interesting way. I thought there was a lot of howling and grunting. Mm, there was. It did make me feel, that was just the people next to us. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The testosterone was flowing. Just the adrenaline is pumping. But I like it. I would probably give it like four out of five stars. I'd rewatch it. I'd rewatch it. That's a good good review. I'd I'd rewatch it. it.
1: I wouldn't rewatch every movie, you know? No, no, there's too many. There are too many. <laughs> I agree with you. And that Sean, we should say, has never seen the witch or the lighthouse, so he, you know, didn't know what to expect. Oh, this was his Robert Eggers cherry being popped. It was. It was to be. Uh, if we're going to be uncouth, mm. then yeah. But we're- <laughs> <laughs> have some couth, Steve. Uh, <laughs> couth. I don't even have any. <laughs> Clearly, Andy, what did you think
2: of the Northman? So I need to rewatch it. Not just like, would I? Um I am not a hundred percent sure how I feel about this. I was wildly underwhelmed for the first like 20 minutes and just sort of giggling at the absurdity of it. And then there was a certain, uh, long cut or long take that happened a one if you will. That I was like, okay, I'm in. Um, and it jumps, it jumped back and forth between, uh, holy shit, this rules. And I love what they're doing because they treat it like, this tale as old as time We're essentially kind of, I don't know how, I, I don't know why I just quoted Beauty and the Beast first off, <laughs> but um, I don't know how spoilery we can get. So maybe I'll just say general overall thoughts rather than even hinting at what the plot is, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. I agree with Sean that cinematography was wonderful. That was one of the best aspects of it and the locations that they utilized fit so well. What I guess what I took away from it the most that I liked the most about it is how like genuine it felt. Like it, it, there were a lot of times where it felt like I could have seen a, a lesser film, uh, ham it up in a way that this movie never ever does. And, uh, so it really felt authentic and, uh, ham it up. Spoiler. I do think it was a, a little, <laughs> I do think it was a little long.
1: Um, but I, uh, overall I enjoyed the hell out of it. Awesome. Steve, what did you think of The Northman?
0: Well, I can confidently say this is my favorite film from uh, Mr. Eggers. Uh, I famously mm. respect the hell out of him, but I'm not a huge fan of The Witch per se. Sure. And The Lighthouse is enjoyable, but it's one of those movies where you're like, I watched it, was like, oh, that was cool. Never will I watch it
1: again. <laughs> but you. You're fond of me, lobster, ain't you?
0: <laughs> I am fond of well, me, lobster. Thank God. You know, I learned from that movie that it's bad luck to maim a seabird. It is. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think this Did movie you pull a the rhyme of the ancient mariner in that or what? It's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Interesting. Uh, wh- one of the things that Robert Eggers loves to do is he's very mu- much about myth and mythology in trying to recreate these olden myths and be true to them and true to the world that he's presenting. So he's, he gets very... So there's a lot of stuff happening in this movie that's just weird and off-putting. But you're like,
1: yeah. They probably did that. Our forebears
0: are fucking strange. And like, mm-hmm. hey, were you married to this person and they died? Guess we will have to kill you too? <laughs> also, let's behead the horse. Why not? And it's kind of like, okay, I don't understand. You people are weird. Also, like, there's a lot of stuff like that. But then you know, it, it transitions to like just really, like and Andy touched on this and I think this is like the, the thing that really sells the movie is what you touched on, Andy, is how earnest it is. And mm-hmm. they don't ham it up. And everything is like, no, this is the world. This is very serious. Like this insane thing of a father and son barking like dogs at each other. This is silly mm-hmm. out of context, but within the realm of the movie, it's like, no, this is a deadly serious thing to all the characters involved. And it might make you uncomfortable as if you were to watch, but that's part of what they're going for that's what they want and uh the, the the cinematography like you said is great i want to point out the audio mixing is really really fantastic um i'll kind of go into that a little bit more when we get into spoilies um and then uh the acting is also incredibly incredibly well done and um uh i thought
2: the Bill movie guard can stick his neck out like
0: no other dude Oh, yeah,
2: I know.
1: So
0: hulking. There's
1: so many impressive. times
0: they would look at him like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> what? Did they really hurt him? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll save the rest of what I have for spoilers. But I think it was a very I think this is my favorite movie of his. And I I, I think um, I don't know what I would score yet out of five, but uh, I definitely enjoyed it. And I, I recommend you go see it if you're OK with uh, some weird, strange imagery and some every now and then badass Viking action. Chris?
1: Um, excuse me, I'm still a little hoarse from the howling. Uh,
0: uh, uh, would you like to scream at each other for 30 seconds making eye contact?
1: eye contact? That's what was Andy. that one? Andy's the maiden, <laughs> the maiden king of the future. Ah, uh, fair maiden. <laughs> I, uh, I I really enjoyed this movie. This movie's not for everybody, and I I don't think it's no, the, I don't think it's the kind of a movie I could endorse. You know, that you bring the whole family or whatever, right? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people are not going to actually... I, Can't I, get into
0: Paw Patrol the movie? That's okay. We got another suggestion for you and the kids. The North
1: Man. Yeah. Sequel to the Polar Express. It's kind of like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had this thought when I when we got... it. Sean remarked that the theater was uh, a lot more packed than we expected, right? For this sort of movie. And I looked around and I was like, oh, yeah, this is nice. This is wonderful. And then it occurred to me that I think and I couldn't be sure about this because there was a lot of like letterboxed hipsters that would probably hang out with me that I didn't know when I because I heard them like oh, typical angers when they were walking out right <laughs> but uh, I have a feeling that a good 40% of that crowd and uh, the whole crowd over the weekend for sure will be people that don't know what they're walking into they think oh, for sure. they're walking into some sort of Ridley Scott as really medieval thing, yeah. romp God with, of War Viking style dead, yeah like this is going to be great and they were they're going to be upset and confused disturbed they're going to learn things and about themselves and the world and uh i think that's funny uh this is typical eggers like the guy said right yeah, yeah. he's a master of uh, a folk horror folklorer if you will ooh i like that uh and just like his little brother ariester but uh, i think a little more out there i think ariester's a lot more accessible um than Robert Eggers And they kind of I'm always associated them together because they kind of came up at the same time. Like oh, sure. The yeah. witch and hereditary kind of dropped like thunder on the world. Um, this was my most anticipated movie of the year. I, I said many times that I'm a huge fan of The Witch. I don't think this rises above the witch for me. Um, it's much more accessible than The Lighthouse for sure. Um, but yeah, I I really had a great time. It was gorgeously shot, it always is. And I I like Robert Eggers simply because like he never went to film school. Or anything like that. He's just a a nerd who watched movies, and uh, and this seems obvious now. But I was I was watching him talk earlier, and he said, "You know, I learned everything I, I know from watching movies and looking at paintings." And uh, I thought about it. I was like, "That's weird." And then I was like, "That's not weird at all. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you look at photography and 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 paintings Comp- for composition? Exactly. It makes." And there was a particular particular shot when uh, he's in a cave uh, somewhere in the second act. Um, and there's just a fire. And I thought that looks like, like the spake, the Zarathustra, whoever fucking painted that, mm, like yeah. that kind of oh, oil yeah. painting. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. okay, I get it now. I get what he's talking about. Uh, so yeah, that's always stunning. Um, and, and yeah, he's he's weird, right? Like it's, it's so dirty and guttural. And mm-hmm. when we, when we look at times past, right? When we make movies like Braveheart or even if they are raw and honest, they're still cleaned up. For our modern gaze, right? And Robert Eggers is like, fuck that. I'm going to have them mm-hmm. speak old English. I'm going to have them stinky. You uh, know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have nary a likable character on screen because they were all pieces of shit. Yep. And, uh, and he was like, so I was always excited and a little nervous about what he would do with that sensibility with Vikings, you know? And I was not disappointed. They are, mm-hmm. to a man and a woman, uh, just confused, su- superstitious, terrible people, right? <laughs> Ish. Or can we judge them? The world that they were birthed into.
0: Yeah, that's always a weird thing in uh, pop culture of the days. There's this sort of, um, you know, evangelizing of Vikings in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's the show Vikings. People are like, oh, Vikings are so cool. But when
1: you think about it, it's like, Vikings are like the Vikings worst. were history's <laughs> villain. Am I yeah, wrong? because right? they would just randomly show up here I mean, now. from our perspective, because we're Judeo-Christian ancestors, right? So mm, Sure. Um, eh.
0: <laughs> I, I i did like the one uh there was one guy who had like a uh, uh, like he's like could it could this thing that's happening to us be the cause of christians i mean yeah I was probably they
1: put their god as a corpse on uh, stuck to a tree you know yeah. like
0: oh god See? yeah that's
1: a way to <laughs> put it very similar to what i hear about what they like yeah <laughs> they like nailing people to stuff yeah <laughs> uh, he's like it's not wrong uh but anyway let's get into spoilers so we can talk freely as the gods would will it
0: Entering spoiler territory. You're bullshit.
1: Thank you, Ms. Dyer. What was that strange? I think that was my dog. Is <laughs> that a message? God? God? Did, you, did you hear it? <laughs> right yeah, the... I did. I thought you pressed
3: a weird button.
1: I wonder if that'll actually go through on the on the recording. So yeah, I hope so because uh, again, as I noted earlier, it is strange when we acknowledge it and it does These not.
3: Phantom dogs that <laughs> don't <laughs> exist.
0: You should have, listener. You should have seen on the four of us in the room. Like you just hear this haunting <laughs> noise in the background. We
3: all look at each other like what? So can I just share a fun fact? I would love it. Spoilery one with with like the whole Hamlet thing. It's odd because I'm just reading and it's like actually the other way around. This story actually came before Hamlet. And Hamlet is inspired by this one and not the other way around. Oh, that's why he, he did have a lot of Danes in
1: that. Yeah. Danes, a.k.a. Vikings. Yes. Yeah, okay. So
3: this one actually came before. and Shakespeare So this is was a
1: literal a... folklore tale. Yes. Okay. And, was it? Okay. And the story wonder... of Hamlet
3: is actually inspired by this story of Amleth. Wow. So Hamlet is an anagram of
1: Amleth, yes. not vice versa. Not the other I... way around. It's wild. Family
2: Shakespeare, you clever, clever man. The oh, more you Robert know. Robert
1: Eggers, you clever man.
2: Everybody's clever. uh, The the life has come full circle. This is my favorite adaptation of The Lion King. This is the circle (laughs) of life.
1: We know Simba was like the original. He's the OG. Does that mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, The the monkey. Is Uh, Anya Taylor Joy Nala? Rafiki. So Willem Dafoe is Rafiki. Right. For For sure. sure. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? Is Scar. And uh, And Olga is is, uh, Nala.
0: Nala. Who's Timon and Pumbaa? (laughs) Uh, those dudes it, that got cut up and nailed on the stick
2: no no no, <laughs> no
1: no the one guy with the fade that is kind of his slave buddy yeah a little that's
0: all oh, that gets hit in the face when they're playing
1: that weird yeah, soccer that's definitely Pumbaa. it's definitely 100 percent pumbaa i don't know who timon will be i didn't Maybe even realize that
3: was ethan hawk either the king in the beginning yeah mufasa yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, Mufasa. actually
1: in the beginning i kept the whole time like
0: that can't be Ethan Hawke, is it? That's not Ethan Hawke. No, no, totally was. I was but, like convincing myself, like, no, that's not him. It looks. Ethan Hawke can't rock a it beard. It is
1: literally Ethan Hawke with a beard. How did you guys not? <laughs> <laughs> it's the beard, man. There was, some,
0: there was something about the way he was moving, and you put that giant squirrel on his face, mm-hmm. and I, it's just like I convinced myself in real time, like, nah, that can't be him. That's but he looks like him. He looks like him. <laughs> <And> <laughs> awful lot like him. Maybe he's, Guy he's pierce Stop build. <laughs> I didn't look at the,
1: the the casting before we went to this. He, he was Bjork all along. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, as we've alluded to, you've seen the movie. If you're listening this far, uh, there was a lot of Hamlet references or or, or imagery there, uh, especially when in the third act, he, he, he kisses his mother, right? Un- unwillingly, um, I, I agree with Andy. Andy mentioned it, it, it dragged in parts. I expected no less from mm-hmm. Robert Eggers, right? He likes to really... Um, draw things out until you're good and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I didn't, I didn't not expect that. I thought uh, it was brutal,
3: guttural. Um, I, I, I don't know. It wasn't nearly as brutal as I thought it was going to be. Oh, uh, it was. Like, I mean, some parts though, like the old sword through the nose one, that yeah. was pretty. I, was, that, I mean th- i mean this this movie does have the greatest
0: example of got your nose being played on one character for yeah. all
1: two hours <laughs> <Poor guy. laughs> that poor guy. his name was something the nose stub just oh. so you know well doesn't that
0: suck like you get brutally maimed by some kid and the rest of your life people just like hey it's chris the needle dick like, <laughs> yeah
1: whoa <laughs> whoa 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 dick. <laughs> to keep that to yourself steve oh so it's she better had, than like, fuel or the mother the, the brotherless one-liners. <laughs> right. He like stabs him. Then he's like, smell you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a, some 80s action there.
2: So I, I thought that there was going to be a good bit more action. Um, I so I knew going in this like, OK, this uh Robert Eggers movie, it's going to be weird. But like there, it had the massive budget behind it. And I was like, OK, he went fucking hard. So I thought there was going to be like his sensibility in something more akin to but not as. Uh, kitschy as um like braveheart or something and first of all braveheart's a masterpiece it's fine but it's, it's not fine it's it's fine it's a it, masterpiece and, yeah <laughs> i used to think so uh have you gone back lately
1: um yeah i think it's okay. three years or so okay Well, yeah okay fine that's fine i think anyway. mel gibson is a terrible person but one of the best directors that we got
2: point being um Everything leading up to uh, the wonder that I was talking about was when we uh, see Alexander Skarsgård uh, in a raiding party that attacks Yeah, they go over the Palisade Wall. And we get the giant wonder of him, like, kill, killing the hell out of some people. And I was like, okay, this is where the budget's going. Sweet. More of this, please. Less of everything else. And uh, there wasn't a ton of that. And some of the action that we got, like the, the climax fight when they're fighting naked in the volcano – uh, that was fucking
0: incredible. I, Andy, I also want to point Andy, out. Andy, I want you to re say that one more time. What were they fighting in? Naked in a volcano. Well, yeah, you heard it here, everybody. This movie has naked volcano fights.
1: <laughs> How hard did you get <laughs> when you saw uh, Anakin taking on Obi Wan again? I, that's and all you I realized. I heard. That Amleth had the high ground. All I heard was the battle of heroes in my
0: head. The was I the
1: only one that saw that? You were the chosen happening? one. No, no, I, <laughs> I loved you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, go on, Andy. I um, have
0: fail, failed you, Fionier. <laughs> I have failed you.
2: <laughs> uh, first off, I also have to point out that uh, fucking Scar stood around naked in a volcano, just sort of like slapping his leg, twiddling his
1: thumbs, like, don't get here eventually. <laughs> All right, let's
2: fucking go.
1: <laughs> like, Did he, though? See, that's the interesting thing about this movie is Robert Eggers grants it as he buys into the lore that the Vikings believed in seemingly completely. Right. So this is real ish, like the. The, the witches seem to have actual power. They guide him toward his destiny. Um, but then at the... Odin's reel. There was one scene that really threw me off. And it was probably one of my favorite scenes was actually when he fought the, the guy in the crypt for the, for the sword. Yeah, The, night, the night blade. Mm-hmm. Oh, the draugr? Yes. Uh, and then after he does that battle with the zombie, uh, it snaps back to having never happened. And he just pulls it from the corpse, right? And that was weird because up until that point, everything else seems and that made me question everything else Mm -hmm. like did not how much of this actually happened in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. Remember why I brought this up, but I thought that was interesting because it because he did it that way and it was beautifully done. It made me question if there was any witches, if there was any sword or if he was just some crazy Viking bastard. Uh they went and killed his uncle. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh so I what I'm oh I remember why. I don't know if they were actually naked in that volcano. Mm-hmm. Uh or or if it's really considered the gates of
3: hell. Don't Hall. ruin that scene for me. <laughs> I think they had the like the panties on that he was wearing earlier, like the little brown They are supposed to be naked, but for uh, sure. they actually wore
1: thongs because they were afraid to chop their I got to testicles and stuff. Off? T-
0: I need to talk about the, the, the coverings of the men in this movie, the thongs, if you will, the little loincloths. Sure. Because at the same time, they are both not big enough for their bodies. But also at the same time, not small enough for them either. It is like the most awkwardly fit loincloth mm-hmm. of movie history where you get like some side cheek squeaking out of you want more cheeks, back. Steve? I want either more or less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I either want them to be in a full like this is a real loincloth or just go all the way with it
1: and have them rock in a banana hammock. I, I Knowing Robert Eggers, I feel like he did his research and that was an accurate loincloth.
0: He's like, we need to have just, you know that little dimple that your ass makes when it separates <laughs> from your hip right, 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 right there? That, He's like, perfect. I want that in full we're K, and we're going to have it played
1: to epic drum music when you see it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: boom, 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 boom. My
1: That's my heart pounding. That's the drum music. Uh, but Robert Eggers said that uh, that they're nude, but the actors were scared of chopping their testicles and penises off. So he had to actually digitally add genitals uh, and certain shadows and stuff. So I didn't that,
2: see a genital.
1: I didn't either. I was looking okay. after so that. Was I. Yeah, After that, I was looking for the digital genitals. I, I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for them. I just, just was looking. Oh, you are you know. biologically. You knew yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was cold on that volcano, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I, and I'm, I'm going to piss off some listeners here and I'm going to piss off some friends, okay? But you came for Braveheart. So, let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. How dare you suggest that this movie dragged? After your fucking pompous ass sat through Green Knight like it at, was fucking entertaining as shit. I was sitting here going to ask
2: you, how did you like this and not like Green Knight?
1: This is so much. There is, there is a plot in this movie. They're so similar. <laughs> They're so I, similar. I side with Chris on
0: this one. Oh, I, I think this is much better paced than Green Knight. And P-Shaw. also there's a, there's a lot more happening. Like this was what I thought Green Knight was going to be. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes like an art house movie that at least has a sort of swinging eventually. (laughs) And this 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 is coming from someone that's longer than
2: Green Knight. Just that's fair. And this is someone who actually felt an hour shorter. shorter.
0: (laughs) No, no. And I like somebody comes (laughs) what? What'd you say? I said, I, I, this is someone I'm someone who likes Green Knight. Yeah. He's someone
1: who, and I, I, like I said, when I reviewed Green Knight, the last 30 seconds of Green Knight made me think this was genius and i'm upset for having gone through the ordeal right so like i it, and it's gorgeous it definitely deserved oscars for best cinematography um and and and, and uh special effects mm-hmm. and it got none by the way um but yeah that just i thought that was interesting i think well so part of it is like the
2: the fun of adaptation for me with the green Eye. i did not know had no you clue such a big fat. and andy
1: coming in hot as a as an avid fan of Sir Gowan, right? <laughs> right? Sure, absolutely. What's wrong with Sir Gowan? It's not. It's just a quirk
2: of your new character. G. I had no clue that this was an adaptation of anything. I thought that this was just like the Robert Eggers Viking story. And so, like when very early on, his the young the young prince's dad is murdered by his uncle. I'm like, oh no! Like he's just gonna do the Lion King, and like. I,
1: is The Lion King famously a Hamlet adaptation, by the oh, way? Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: okay. Where have you been, bro? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Watching so, Aladdin, I don't guess. You remember when, <laughs> don't you remember when Simba's mom was like, out, damn spot, out.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah. a fie on thee. Yes, I do bite my paw at you. <laughs> That's a Shakespeare joke, you motherfuckers. You bite my paw It's the know? law on our side if
2: I say I <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I, I wish that I'd known that I actually did not know about, uh, Hamlet being based on Amleth. So that's interesting. And I have a lot of fun reading to do now, but I would have had, I think I would have had a lot more fun if I had gone into it knowing that because I was distracted. Like I told you guys, when we walked out, I was humming, I'm going to be a mighty King in my head through most of this movie. And like, I still have. Yeah, it's not the
1: it. vibe you need for this
2: film, for sure. <laughs> but again, though, I love the idea that he took
1: he took a. Glad uh, like, you didn't audibly do that. I was sitting next
2: to you. <laughs> he, he took a, uh, you know, a, a folklore mythological uh, story and like did it in such a way where it's like mostly grounded, and you could ask yourself for everything that happens, like, okay, did that actually happen, or is this like a a uh, a fun way of showing it. Like, were they naked when they were fighting? Uh, did he actually cut them up and nail them up on the wall or did he just murder them? And like, and you're, you're showing us a stylized version of it. You could argue everything is like a stylized version of something that was actually mundane. And that's really cool. So when they, and actually this is one of the things I really wanted at the very end when he's sitting there dying, uh, and we start, he starts to like envision Valhalla And uh, his lights, his eyes start to glow and stuff. I wanted them to cut away and just show a dead body laying there. So it would have been like some kind of like, was that or is it kind of thing?
1: Like the top spinning in Inception. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. That's the thing about that scene, though, and what kind of made me dislike it. Why did you do it that way when everything else is a full buy-in? Right. I would I had already believed that that Odin was real and was sending these ravens to help this man on his quest. I believed that these witches had power, that this was his fate. He could not escape. And now you're making me question a small part of it, but not really, because the rest of it is so blatant, like the sword wouldn't even exist. And if the witch didn't have power, he wouldn't know it was down there. And, you know, so already... You know what I mean? Like none kind of but the like plot did he, did hinges he actually on the magic crawl, being real?
2: crawl into a crypt that was in a hill, or did he find a sword in a fucking, uh, you know, a, a grave? You know what I mean? Like there, there could be a a mundane version of everything that we see on there.
0: I think he, yeah, he can just he just hangs out with a weasel that takes him places. What was that little critter that was I don't know. It, like it kinda was looked like it was supposed to be a wolf pup. Yeah. It, yeah, but it was like long, like it had like a weasel body, like but a like a
2: wolf
3: pup. It's like a fox. It's yeah. Like a it, foxy wolf. Was pup. it a hyena? I don't
2: think so. Oh that was Puma. Oh, ooh, like Puma. That, that was, Puma. That, that was, Timon. was Timon
0: and Puma. that was the that was that's fun fact. That animal is actually direct ancestor to my wiener dogs. <laughs> nice it looks just like them you guys used to be wolves (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry we're wolves you know what what Robert Eggers movies teach me what do they teach you Steve nothing gets old like white people from the from the Nordic Times nothing gets them hotter than holding hands and running in a circle around a fire pit and putting Reese in their hair because anytime you see that in these movies some of them about to get naked and they're going to start fucking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it happens. And as soon as I saw that fire pit and as soon as I saw them grab hands and they all start frolic. Ah, we're laughing in this dark movie running in a circle around a fire pit. I'm like classic orgy beginning right there. That's classic. I Maybe mean, what are you going to do? What? How else do you celebrate? I mean, you, you had like Bob and Gail, that's what I'm going to call them. The two of them that are leading the charade, they're just bumping on a drum and they're like... Wasn't that They're they're
1: doing their time's version of Wonderwall, like right there. Wasn't that Thor the Proud's wife that eventually has to get stabbed on the boat with him? I think so, yeah. Yeah, she was... So a sultry little orgy leader for sure I don't know who the who, who her drum buddy was oh Frank was killing it on the drum though yeah, yeah he was doing a solid dum, 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 he's a traveling I like dum, dum, to think dum, he's a traveling showman he just kicks the orgies off and it, then rolls out of town he's like thank you thank you guys I'll be, I'll be back <laughs> next season have fun fucking everybody <laughs> my
0: work here is done
1: <laughs> the seeds have been sown and he's, I'm a going I like to think he slapped some loincloth revealing asses on the way out alright <laughs> I like my women how I like my loincloths. Not quite tight
0: enough, but also
2: not loose enough either. Dimple cheek.
1: That's it. <laughs> this is the kind of uh, deep criticism that you can expect on streaming things. Oh, yeah. I got notes. I've <laughs> got notes. <laughs> I was telling Andy, I like how we
0: everything's going back to this fight on the volcano. You know, the, the scene that's maybe, you know. of this movie is going to take up a solid 40% of our conversation. But I was telling Andy, like, I really wish one of the scenes were like, well, I'll meet you in the gates of hell and we will battle. And one of us will get our vengeance and the other one will die. But don't wear any clothes. We're right. We do, this, we do this naked stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Better be, not wear any clothes. I'll be, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll be. And then while they were fighting, there was that one little trickle of lava that they were like awkwardly kind of like dancing around like, oop, don't
1: fall on right. that. not get me. not get me. Ooh, it's a little hot here. Yeah. We got a little close. That's why we're not wearing any
3: clothes. It was a Nelly video the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> it was totally a logistics so thing. Hot. Like, you don't want to burn your clothes, thus burning yourself. So. Right. Gotta so hot. <laughs> I did going, I,
2: downtown,
0: going back to some real some real criticism uh, I pointed out the uh, the audio design in this movie and you know, it could be because we watched it in Dolby, and Dolby's speakers are just so fucking good. And so like, money, baby. You get the drum, and the- and Steve's that drumming right the now. The drumming, and then you get the people who are just in the back going, ah, and you're just like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. feeling it. Like he's, And when he unsheathes his sword for this first time, it almost sounds like it's
1: screaming. Yeah, Did it's you guys like notice a, that? It's, it's a logical sound that comes like, out It, it goes, I loved that. Can I just say I loved that moment? Because I had forgotten like the little, what's it called? You know all the little rules that the the witch told him, right? Just the 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 beware the light of the moon, whatever, all that shit. Part of that he told him this was going to happen, but I forgot it. And then he's about to kill Fjolnir in the the, the longhouse And the first night he has the sword, mm. but the the right as the rooster crows for dawn, he went to draw it and it got stuck in its scabbard, and he kind of panics and then remembers and then runs up the roof and I was like, oh yeah, it won't work during the day. Mm. Or, if it doesn't work during the day, it has to be at the gates of hell. That's what he told him. I get it now. This is fucking and That's terrible. why he fought those, like, I three dudes with it. I love that moment, sheathed. Yes, and I hated lost. That. I hated
2: that fight. That was a bad fight. I So much. that
0: I, 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 I said that I was all,
2: I didn't like it, then I was all in, and then it fell off again for me. It fell off right there. I didn't fall.
1: But I was, I frowned. <laughs> it it is, you, you just got
0: a, like fucking jumped by three dudes because you got distracted there for was a second. One moment. It, it was on. hilariously anticlimactic. It was like, you will meet your death. To- ow, ow, ow. No,
3: no, no. Uh, if you guys don't recall, she brought it up. He intentionally lost that fight. He was sacrificing himself so she could escape. They had like a whole discussion. Oh, yeah. He he watched
1: her get away and then got stomped is the part that bothered me. Well, he was watching her get away as he got punched. I don't think he intended to lose.
0: I like I understand. Like he's like, I'm going to initiate the fight so she get away. But I don't think he like. I don't think he really. I'm with
1: Sean. I just think it played weird, but he didn't. He knew that he couldn't die because he believes wholeheartedly that his fate is to die at the gates of hell after killing Fjolnir. Right. And so he was he's fearless. And I actually love that Viking philosophy, if that's true, that your your fate is sealed. So in that regard, you should fear nothing because whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. And I, I'm getting chills. I like that. I like that way mm-hmm. of living, right? Um, but without the murder, not a fan of that. <laughs> well, he
2: said that he had a a, a, a choice, right? Like, you don't, you don't have to do
1: this. I was told I could, uh, yeah, protect my ken or hate my enemies. And I choose both. Yeah. Because he knew that he in his mind, killing Fionnir was the only way his children would ever be safe. hmm um, which I don't know if I completely bought that. They were gonna get really far away. And in those days, travel was difficult. But
0: yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> one
1: thing one thing that the movie kind of
0: posits towards the middle of the movie, and I actually really liked it. I'm like, ooh, this is kind of an interesting spin on this, is the fact that Fionir kills his father, takes over the kingdom, and then in the intervening years before when he's a kid and he's adult, Fionnir has lost the kingdom and now he's just like this lowly chieftain of like three houses mm-hmm. like l- literally like three little huts <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on this on was it iceland mm-hmm. uh, yes and i i thought like oh this is gonna be this thing where he's like out to get vengeance but life has already kicked this dude's life in the dick so hard that like it's almost like he will he's start a
2: good to, guy now
0: yeah well not that he's a good guy but more he like pities him mm-hmm. in a way or like and then he'll no. find some sort of connection with his mother and then his new brother um,
1: no, no, of that. no, no, no <laughs> none of that, that. No. killed his little bitch ass <laughs> here's that's where it lost me I just wanted to say that there was one and maybe you guys can talk me out of hating it so much there's this epic scene and I, I really loathe Nicole Kidman's character in this movie but I'm supposed to um, but he's like sometimes heartache feels good in a place like this take this sword and protect our son and protect Yourself, and she's like, "I fucking totally will." And then I don't know where he goes, but <laughs> those two are the first two to die without any interference from the husband at all. Yeah, he just literally he walks straight their to their house. the You hid in the bedroom. <laughs> what is this a fucking slasher movie? He was definitely coming there, and he didn't even find you. He just come out like. <laughs>
0: I I thought that scene when he was like, protect my son. She was going to take the boy and they were going to escape something.
3: Protecting. She literally escaped
1: five feet to her right into the closet. It literally took 48 (laughs) seconds for both of them to be dead, which wouldn't have bothered me unless he had done what he did, which is trump up this giant melodramatic moment of only thing that is important is the lives of you two. And then when he, like, threw the little spider monkey off his back and sliced him in <laughs> half as he did it, I was like, oh, <laughs> epic failure. <laughs> Where the Fuck were you? He just fucked off. He, he was like, like, oh shit, they're totally gonna die. die. I gave her a tiny sword.
0: <laughs> when, they, when they cut to him and he's like in the doorway looking all sad, I, you could have seriously just put in the audio of him going, ah, fuck.
1: <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> then he even he, he, puts his sword away. Like, like, like ah.
0: Right, that one,
1: that
3: who was on <laughs> shit?
0: You know what? Right. This is probably why I lost my kingdom. You know what? <laughs> decisions like this. I'm a shit king. You know what? I deserve that. This was on me. (laughs) Maybe I should have told
1: them to go into the other hut. (laughs) The the other one of the three huts. In retrospect, nose guy saying you sank in the ocean wasn't that believable. (laughs) Ah, it didn't make any sense. You weren't anywhere near the ocean when we ran away. With the
0: benefit of hindsight, we probably should see. We probably should have asked him how he lost his nose.
1: <laughs> Dude just comes with half his face missing. Oh, I got him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Every, everything went as planned. How, how, how'd you get him? He, he drowned. <laughs> Dr- yeah, he drowned. Not sank. even I
1: killed him. Sank Go. like a stone. <laughs> Look, I know we're. It's only the year nine hundred, but. Uh, Boy, we don't sink. <laughs> Lots of bodies float. That's another thing that I, that I found interesting about a witch. the movie.
0: He ain't learned the breaststroke yet. <laughs> when Nicole Kidman sort of reveals, like, ah, I actually hated your father the whole time. And it was my plan to have him killed, and I'm Lady Macbeth. um
1: and, and, Shakespeare,
0: and and Sars- does say, like, no, but I saw you screaming when. My uncle took you captive. She's like, I was laughing. And as an audience member, you're like, no,
3: (laughs) no, (laughs) that's,
0: that's, you can't even give an honest, even interpretation of that. So, but that goes into what you're saying. Like, what is
1: real? What is just his point of view? That's warped. I could then. I could buy that. She had like learned to love him and like things more. Sure. Yeah. But I didn't buy the whole, I told him to kill you a little bit too. Yeah. I just
0: was like, what's going on right now? But then when he stabs her and kills her, she's like, thanks.
1: Like. First wait, step, so she, she says, was, thanks for going for the heart. Because she oh, didn't want to okay. die slow. It was like quick. That's what that's what I heard. Oh, I didn't hear that. Is that I what just, you heard,
3: Sean? I, yeah, she said, thanks for doing it in the heart. Oh, I just had I just heard the thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, wait, was she possessed? Was she good this whole time? I don't know. I'm so confused. Heartache feels good in a place like this. <laughs> yeah. He gave her a quick death. Not the kid. No, he got no, maimed. He, he, got, he, got, he, got, he got a pretty quick. He got one good thrust and he was dead. <laughs> he got like fucking gutted and
1: like souped to nuts, my cut man. Half, <laughs> he man. did stab him like nineteen times. I would have, yeah. He kind of had yeah, it coming. Like, yeah, for, for sure. sure. You're being a real dick right now, little kid. Be like, a little, red hair and everything. he could have given him like tricky. a warning there, like
3: if you don't fucking stop, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna <laughs>
1: cut <laughs> you in half. You better stop.
0: You're <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> quit it. There was never a moment when that kid went up to him like, "Hey, thanks for saving me when I was a total idiot and got into the rugby match with an insane person." <laughs> he no. headbutted the mountain to death
1: was fucking awesome. Was that the mountain? That was the mountain. I did not know that was the mountain. Oh, yeah. That's that the strongest the man in the world. Like yeah. literally he won the strongman conversation, conversation. Question was the,
0: the, the boat captain that Anya Taylor joy leaves the movie with. That was Ralph innocent Is that, what? that's the, that's the dad from the witch, right? Yes. Okay. As soon as he started talking, I was like the mom
2: from the witch was in there too, but she was like a background character with no lines. It was really weird. It's like Robert Eggers is like,
0: Oh my friends in my old movies, except for you, Robert Pattinson. Everyone yeah. else come
1: back. <laughs> he would have been great in this movie as something, for sure. Oh, yeah. Willem Dafoe did. He's phenomenal. That was crazy. Yeah, I wish he was in it he, more. He was, he was a little skull man. That was a batshit performance that I adored. <laughs> your dogs. <laughs> your dogs. Be ye human. <laughs> Straight up BDSM wearing a mask and, like, get on your knees. But then he's not wearing the mask. And that's where it's, I started tripping. And there's a lot of hallucinogens in this, or at least two instances of it in this movie. Um, I love the imagery at the end of the Valkyrie. I thought that was gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I she was really. Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was really. <laughs> Good Damn it, Andy.
3: Yeah, I, I definitely that that was, was like two, me too. I was like, what's with the brace? I mean, it was is? like tooth go. armor, it was tooth armor, man. It was jewelry. Yeah, it looked a lot like braces to me, but <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right. It's much more likely that somebody overlooked that editing this 500 times. There's
3: right now, no, I right. thought it was on Thursday, but I was like, <laughs> and they're in the theater. The <laughs>
0: braces <laughs> who forgot to take Bjork's braces off? <laughs> Feeling here. Um, yeah but you're right i like the the also the imagery of like his it's a really sad
1: story that this man's life and then this is dumb because it's vikings but his whole life is consumed by hate and then he gets a snippet of happiness and then decides not to engage with that and then he dies right Mm -hmm. and so it's very very sad and the only thing that gives it any kind of resolution is to believe that valhul is real and he's riding with the valkyries up there right
0: and his children and Lady friend, I don't, say, see, I don't buy
1: that. By the way, unless you look at it as a tragedy, like he—he he it is Hamlet, right? Lost
2: or Hamlet. His, <laughs> right? He, you know, was obsessed with revenge and lost because
1: of it. You know, it's, can kind I kind of Hamlet? <laughs> Those babies were fucking huge, right? <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were enormous were. babies. Fuck, those babies were so big. You know
0: Tweedledee and Tweedledum from the Alice in Wonderland movie that, uh, Yeah, uh what's his name like, made?
1: It looked like, you remember that like commercial him? from the early 2000s with the baby on, with the headphones in it and the womb? The dancing baby from Ally McBeal? <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> talking about the dancing baby from I the 90s guess.
0: yeah that's the allie McBeal dancing there was two baby. of those and Ali
1: allie Anya taylor joy and then, i mean these big fucking babies it that was the only other scene that took me out sean you were gonna say something about about halla
3: no i was just the, uh, i the mean
1: tragedy of the movie as a whole or something
3: i thought it was beautiful at the end like he he cried the like one final tear of joy the only other he time he knew you had that his tear, yeah that that In sealing his fate, he was going to stop the other bloodline while his carried on. And like all, he didn't actually, in the end, care about the revenge. He would have went with her had not been for the children. And he had to seal his own fate to protect them. So, in the end, he was actually choosing her and the children over himself. And then that's why he had the little tear of joy. And I thought it was really beautiful of him. Like, Mm. redemption, I guess, for him. Because he did live his whole life fueled by the hate and then he chose the love in the end actually and i do like that calling back of like this is the last tear you'll shed for someone you care
0: about until the end and i like how they're physically holding a teardrop shaped gem Caught it. it was dope uh and then yeah i think that's a good, that's a good point you bring up i
2: i don't agree with it but i i agree with I've, i think that that interpretation is beautiful and i agree that that is a way to look at it but i I took it as a tragedy at the end that he had the option to choose something else and didn't. Uh, can it be both? It can. Yeah. I mean, no. you, you can absolutely <laughs> interpret, interpret things multiple ways. It's just, it's, it's kind of like not what he was asking. It's kind of like whiplash. You know what I mean? Like, did he make the right decision by hitting those drums at the end? You know what I mean? Like, did he get sucked in and he's going to sacrifice everything for a life of misery or whatever. I don't
1: know why I'm bringing up with that. It should have been his tempo is what you're saying. (laughs) Because there's so many drums in this movie. So many drums. I'm with Sean. I I think that's a charitable, wonderful. I think that was, I'm almost certain that was Robert Eggers intent. I think that that's
2: absolutely what he thinks he's doing. Absolutely. But I don't think that that's what... That's not what I take away. And I can also
1: see, I don't know anything about the the legend of Amleth from 2000 years ago, but, uh, well, 1300. Um, but counting. I could see that originally it was this glorious tale of Valhalla that Shakespeare saw as a tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is terrible. And then Hamlet was born. I could see that. And, you know, Robert Eggers is going to tell the original folk tale. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts? I guess on, on that we want to get out of our, our little heads on the Northman. Who the man was of the your North?
0: favorite side character? Was it Willem Dafoe? Was it Lady with she, seashell eyes? Was it crazy witch man with Willem Dafoe's head?
1: Was it Odin? How how what's what counts as a side character? Because I'm going to go Olga all the way. Which one's that, Olga? Andy Taylor-Joy. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs>
3: Does she not count as a main character? That's what I'm
1: saying. I don't know. What are we counting as a side character? It could be here? whatever you want, man. I mean, I'm always going to go. Anything that Andy Taylor-Joy is going to be Andy Taylor-Joy. But if we're just like, a, we're on to tier below that, I'm going to have to go. Uh, I'm going to have to go. Yeah. Willem Dafoe head with the witch man. Okay. Because he was actually, I was remember thinking during the scene, it was an actual thought my dumb head had. I will never be an actor. Right? Which is obvious. but. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I've seen you act in movies, <laughs> but this <You're> guy, right. <laughs> I could never with a straight face, do what he's doing yeah. and commit to it to that level because it's absurd and everything in Robert Eggers' movies are like this. It's fucking absurd. The commitment's crazy, but it's like eerie and beautiful because he's, full, you got to be full committed. And I can imagine that directorial conversation. Like, look, man. I do need you fucking go all in or this is yeah. going to be funny. He's making noises like from his oh, groin, groin, bringing it out. Like, oh, like he's in pain at some ta- some points. Like, Yeah, I, he's in it. I didn't know the Vikings did that. They did like didgeridoo stuff. By the way, I would bet. Throat singing? Yeah. Okay. Um, didgeridoo stuff. It sounds like a didgeridoo. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I would bet that that was real Nordic language that they spoke. Because Robert Eggers is like that, for sure. Yeah, he's so yeah, um, he's a stickler sure. for and, those. And Andy fucking nailed it. She speaks. She's a polyglot anyway. So she's like, eh, let me I'll add. Hold your tongue, Let me
3: add runes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, who was your favorite side character? Uh, I think I'll go with eldest son. The, that the, punk, the, ass, the the, punk ass. The punk ass. Yeah. Thornier the proud, I believe. The
0: prissy prince boy who was like, mm, you stink of lowborn. You filth. can fuck
1: whatever woman, but you will never be a free man. Yeah, I thought that was. And then, then thought he thought goes. Was, all right, didn't that's have to cool. Do all
3: that. I think I thought that was pretty solid of him. Like, <laughs> look, I'm three you <laughs> a bone dog. Thanks for he was like, low-key. Thanks for saving my little brother. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you can even fuck the one that rubbed period blood on my father's <laughs> face. <laughs>
0: yo oh yeah i forgot that happened
1: she did she She did did do that just to show him this tonight's not the good night that's, and yeah. obviously, he's not a real Viking, or that would not have bothered him. Yeah, no, nah, he just would throw that out. He'd there. have been like, sweet, apparently. I'm All right, Anya. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like, enough of the foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, 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 and she, Andy, oh, no. Andy
2: always got to go, man. I tried to stop him ahead of it's time. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't, I didn't go that far. Speaking of feet, who's, who's your up? favorite side character? I'm going to go with the witch. <laughs> the witch that tells him his fate that was by, the I like shells, thing. by far the f- the coolest uh costume design. yeah that yeah. costume design was dope with the shit sticking out of her headdress everywhere
0: and um, she was awesome she had the the, the the those two two shells covering her eyes and then one third eye in the middle of her forehead oh, yeah. It was cool was and we got to see Odin for a second as well yeah mm-hmm. with all his raven buddies the crow father
1: his crow bros I think having played God of War so much was really helpful. For this, or I wouldn't have gotten the Raven iconography or anything. They brought up Freya a lot. No, Praise is, Freya. Why her? Because she's dope, man. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, she's important to the to the ladies, to the lady folk.
0: I want to give a shout out to my boy uh, Lookout number one. He's the guy who is the lookout of the fort that they... The one that threw his spear first? Yeah, he's the one on lookout oh, and he sees so he sees about 20 dudes, cl- clearly 20 dudes dressed up as wolves going, woo, 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 woo <laughs> and then he lets them get like 20 feet from the fort before Hi, hey, those are people! <laughs> <laughs> and then he throws a spear Skarsgård catches it, throws it back at him and drills him and I'm like yeah, that guy. That's my favorite character in the whole movie. This dude that let these people sneak up on him, and then he gets killed with his own spear.
1: Not, I don't think a one of those spears landed in a human. No, no. Unless it was thrown by the, the Vikings. Right.
0: Just, i just thought that was so funny there's these guys they've got the like wolf they're cosplaying as furries and they're like "Ooh, we're sneaking up on the floor and yeah they get so close for the guys like wait something doesn't add up no. hey wolves don't walk like that <laughs> hey why is that wolf carrying an axe <laughs> he's the personification of a video game villain in a in a stealth game where, he, where he's like yeah
1: must have been the wind <laughs> wait, what was that <laughs> must have been the wind <laughs> and then he got that fucking side quest I, I thought it was crazy when he cut his hair off and branded himself i was like oh shit he's just gone. i can't you know where he is you don't have to go as slave now right you can just go did he cut his hair off yeah he's behind mm-hmm. the tree mm-hmm. sawing at his own hair and then he brands himself the, with
0: the scene before he brands himself you see other other people getting branded and the guy branding the other people are very like all right your turn and he just kind of pokes him with it but then scars goes like no i'm all in Mm -hmm. and just like sticks it in his chest for a solid five seconds
2: he said something weird when he branded himself he was like your former owner i I thank you thank your owner for the warmth or something like
1: the owner of the symbol yeah he, he for the warmth of the brand okay
0: yeah. Something like I will show him warmer company than mm-hmm. you talking about killing him. And was then he was, was like, infamous. and then he was like, hail Hydra. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. For sure. <laughs> all in all, not everybody's cup of tea for sure. No, uh, no but he knows that you know, Edgar knows that about his movies. I
3: can't wait to watch this one with a tender girl.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch the witch. Um, absolutely maybe come over we do. this week. Well, I got it on 4k. I think it'll be glorious. Glorious. Any other thoughts on the Northman before we wrap this up? No. I just had a thought that Anya Terra Lodroi did like straight up
2: say to him. And like, I don't know if it was supposed to be a hallucination of his, but like, or if she's speaking to him from across the distances because she's magical. Um, she's like, me and the children are going to be fine. It's cool. Go ahead and die. And uh, so maybe that leans into what Sean was saying about, like, that it's supposed to have been a sacrifice. But, I, I, again, I don't know if that's supposed to be a literal what we saw on
1: screen is what happened. Yeah, that's what Sean was saying is, like, that vision of his, the two children and his wife was because he had completed the task and that was the future. And so that's why he shed that last tear, like, I did it, you know. Yeah, like, and you got to see the tree, the family heart tree, you know, of kings and his children were on top and the maiden king is what the witch said. That was his daughter. That was the king. Because um, <clears throat> it was the, clearly a. Didn't she, she have the sword that and the the female had the crown and the sword? So
2: didn't she say the witch say that you you're going to doom someone else to the same fate as you? Didn't she say that like very early on?
0: I don't recall. Yeah, I think so. But you can, I I feel like you can interpret that to. You know, the brother that he kills, because that's just someone else that he's dooming to a similar fate in a
1: much smaller timeline, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you live my life basically just like in said, one day. Need to watch it again. Absolutely. It'll be a great Steelbook Blu ray purchase for sure. Um, so, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, go see the Northman. Thank you to Sean for joining us again.
3: Thank you, Sean. And
1: thank you all for listening, as uh, always.
3: Happy streaming. I remembered. You're Chris,
0: you're Andy, you're Sean, and I'm Steve. (laughs) I didn't remember. Happy streaming. (laughs) I didn't remember. Can you say Boner Logic one more time?
1: Boner Logic. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Boner Logic. Wait,